been in the game for over two decades, working with gangs, addiction, and mental health. And over the course of time, what I've learned is, sometimes you have to journey through the dark to find your way into the light. And now, we're gonna talk about it. Would you please join us for the movement of Mongo? Gathered together from the four corners of the planet rock that we call Earth. You know what it is, and you know who it is. It's your man, 50 Grand, the M-O-N-G-O, a.k.a. Congo, a.k.a. Monjeezy, a.k.a. Omega Supreme, cool as ice, sweet as cream. Straight from outer space where the guest is going to take you to outer space. I want you to know that I spared no expense in getting you everything that you need in healing today. The first thing I want to put out there, if you are a parent, who's got a child who's dealing with addiction, this show is for you. If you're a child with a family member, a mom or dad who's dealing with addiction or mental health issues, this show is for you. Let me tell you something. One of the things that we always emphasize is that sometimes you have to journey through the darkness to find your way into the light. Today, I'm gonna to present to you a guest who not only journeyed through the dark, not only did he creep, crawl, and fight his way out of that darkness, but when he got to that light, he tried his very best to ensure that everyone that he knew, everyone that's in his circle, everyone that's in his presence, that's dealing with addiction, that's dealing with meth, that's dealing with heroin, dealing with alcohol, he wanted to try to bring them out with him. I thank God for this guest. I've worked with him for many years. Some of you, when I say the name, it's going to blow you away. I'm going to give you the name, and then I'm going to give you a provision. Okay, so you need to know that right off the top. His name is Christo. I want you to know, that is it Christo that's working with Circus Olay? Because it sounds like he might be working with Circus Olay. It is not Christo that's working with Siegfried and Roy. No, he is not dealing with tigers. The name sounds like that, though. It is not Christo that is a special cooking oil on the cooking channel. No, it is not. It is not Christo that's working with a magic show with David Blaine. It is the one and only Christo Rollmeyer right here in the studio. When I said I took him straight from outer space, I landed on planet Tatooine with Luke Skywalker and said, hey, I need a Jedi who can bring the force today. So with no further ado, give it up for the fabulous Crystal Rollmeyer right here. Wow. <laughs> that was amazing. I appreciate that. Crystal, thank you for being on the show. Absolutely. Thank, thank you, you for inviting me. That's, let me tell you. Um, We've worked, and you've sent people to the location I work at many times, and we've seen healing take place in many forms. And all of that starts is part of that, uh, and we both know, for those who are out there right now listening, there is a formula to healing. The first one is you got to believe that you can be healed. That's number one. The second, you go through that detox. You go through that detox. You go through that rehab. If you're looking for one, you could go to Oakwood Springs. They have a fabulous detox and a out-of-this-planet uh, rehab. So if you're looking for one, do that. But once you've done that, that's when the real work starts. And Christo knows that, and he's going to tell you some of the steps of that. 
once you've done that detox, that rehab, then that real work starts. And for most people, the routine is going to be a sober living house. So with no further ado, Christo, you won one of the Oklahoma's best, I'm sure you would say the best, sober living house in Oklahoma. <laughs> How did you get started? Well, to answer that question, first, I got to step back a little bit. I had to go through 12 years of pain in my life. Wow. Uh, started with addiction with me with, at a very young age. Um, now, how old were you? Went to my first treatment center when I was 19. That was court ordered. I would say the real pain and suffering started when I was about 23. Yeah. Uh, you name it, I've been through it. Overdoses, DUIs, in and out of jail, homeless at times. Now, let me tell you, forgive me for cutting you off. Yeah. That's a lot of stuff. Yeah. Overdoses, DUIs, court orders. This is my question. When you started, you were how old when you first took your first drink or smoked your first? How old exactly? And did you think it would take you here? Yeah, I was 15 or 16. Wow. Never thought I would have a problem with it. Just like every other kid that I grew up with, you know, I like to have fun, go to parties. Uh, I was really big into sports at a, at a young age. And so that kept me in a straight and narrow line for yeah. a while until I was introduced to drugs and alcohol. And the thing that uh, I know today is drugs and alcohol affect affect me differently yeah. than the normal Brain person. Brain disorder diseases. That's Amen. right. That's right. Yes. So it, it completely, over years, destroyed everything in my life. Now, when you say destroyed everything, I mean, that is the word everything yeah. that encompasses your, your whole entire being. My relationships, my money. Hope. I lost hope. You know, wow. that was that was the thing. You know, I got sober October 4th, 2017. October 3rd, 2017 was probably the most impactful moment closest with God that I've ever truly had at that point in my Amen. life. Amen. Amen. Why? I said my first prayer to him that night that I had said in years and years of my life. And mm -hmm. that prayer was for him to end my life. Wow. Christo. I did not want to live anymore. I didn't think I'd ever be sober. And uh, by the by, the grace of God, you know, I look back at that that moment. And uh, he ended my old life, and he gave me a new one on wow. that night. Hey, you better stop. Let me tell you something. People who know me on this podcast, I don't care where you come from. I don't care what your background is or what your religion is. If your God is Muhammad or Allah, then you do that if that's what works for you. We have a lot of atheists and agnostic who listen to the show. Yeah. Uh, everyone's journey through healing comes a different way. Mine is through Jesus Christ, and I'm not ashamed of that. I'll tell that every day, seven days a week, twice a day if I need to. So when, when I tell you about my healing and what's happened in my life, I have to identify that and embrace it. But when you say that, he ended your old life that old life of addiction and gave yeah. you a new life, you gave me goosebumps, brother. I'm telling you, I'm not the same person today that I used to be. And I know that. Um, I'll be honest with you. I have no problem coming on a podcast and saying this. I was the guy who would steal your phone and help you look for it. Wow. <laughs> that, I know I didn't just hear that. that Did you just hear that? Oh, my God. And, uh, who says that? <laughs> Zerbatron, that's hey. going on a commercial. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm not embarrassed by it. 
I'm Amen. not embarrassed by the person that I used to be because I'm not that person anymore. Because you were sick. That's right. Amen. I wasn't a bad person. Yes. I, I had a bad disease. Yeah. And I needed to do whatever it took to feed that disease. Amen. You know, you, I'm a heroin meth addict. I like anything. I've struggled yes. with alcohol. Um, you name it, I've struggled with it. You know, Amen. and, and uh, you don't give me what I need. I go into severe withdrawal. That's it. That's so it. I'm I'm handcuffed for 12 years of my life. I'm handcuffed, and I can, I could go to these these you know the treatment centers that you talked about, yes, and the detox centers. But until I truly started to to listen to somebody else, take their advice, and stop making decisions for myself, I yes. never I never had success in recovery. Okay, you just brought this up. First, let me say this for those who are out there listening right now, you have landed on a fundamental component of what our God does. He takes imperfect creatures like us, people who've been broken, people who've had to reshuffle their life or reinvent themselves from alcohol, from drugs, from mental health issues. He takes us to do his perfect will. So if you're out there listening right now, what I want you to know, I don't care how bad you think it is. I don't care what what stage or level of life you are. I don't care if you're homeless and you're listening to this uh, on your cell phone in a tent. When you make the choice to get your life better, this right here is a living example of what you can do to turn your life around. Amen. There's a a story that I love that makes this more understandable for for my experience with tell this, us. okay so tell us um there's a there's a little boy and he's riding with his dad and i, I, let's, I just love the story by the way and uh, he asked his father he says how big is god and his dad says look up look up in the sky do you see that plane up there he goes how big is that plane he goes well the plane's it's tiny i can barely see it and his dad takes a detour and he drives up to an airplane hangar and he drives right in front of a 747 mm-hmm. he says how big is that plane he goes well, that plane is huge he said, that is your relationship with God. God will be as big as you are close Watch to yourself. him. Watch yourself. So Amen. The closer we are to him, yes. the bigger he seems in our life. I was so far away from him. He was such a small point when I was really struggling that I couldn't see the miracles that he was doing. Amen. S- surviving eight overdoses, I couldn't see his hand in, in saving my life there. You know, but today I can see his presence in my life in the smallest of things. Christo, and tell your the- story today, boy. <laughs> tell your story. I'm right here. I'm telling you I feel this. I uh, Well, I, I mean, I, I truly believe that you can't receive have have gratitude or be truly happy unless uh-huh. you've walked through something in Amen. your life and to walk through something it gives you endurance it gives you you know the strength to to continue on and it makes you grateful for the little things in your life you know Amen. i should not be here talking to you today i should Amen. God had a bigger purpose for me in my life. Amen. And, and my purpose today is to help drug addicts, alcoholics walk the path with them. You know, I've, I've been blessed to work in recovery ministry for the past four and a half years. And Woo! I can sit across the table from someone or a family and, and tell them I understand and I know how to walk this and navigate this path. And I'm not going to tell you what to do. I'm going to tell you to do what I do. Yeah. Because... You know, we're never cured from this. You know, Amen. tomorrow, if you I go, that? 
Exactly. Tomorrow, if I go and have a uh, a beer or smoke a joint, let's say. You're back um, in that hole. I am. And I can't get out unless I have a dramatic change in my life. Well, you know, Christo, and, and you said something that in my experience in mental health and addiction that you see, people try to, to bargain this thing out or try to convince themselves that they can manage it, yeah. that I'm good. If I just do one, I'll be fine. And when you have that chemical imbalance in your body, when you are genetically uh, prone to addiction, you can't do it at all. Once you take it, your body starts craving it, and it's going to want it. The key is just don't. Once you're off, once you're finished, once you are healed, embrace your healing. Yeah. Amen. Well, for, for my life, I had to let whiskey do its job. I mean, that's, that's, <laughs> I love that saying because it's true. It's true in my life. Until I let was out of my job. Because until I was out of ideas, yeah. I wasn't going to get any help. You could be sitting there and you would say, okay, Christo, you want to be sober? You truly want to be happy? Amen. You're going to do these five things for me. Yeah. And I was that guy for 11 years. I'd sit there and go, okay, I'll do those first two you're talking about. Yeah. I don't need to do those, ne- those last That's three. Right. Why? Because I'm different. Yeah. I'm different. And, and as long as I believed that, I couldn't heal. That thought that you could beat it or that yep. you were eventually going yep. to get past on your yeah. own without well, the and, formula. And I fell into the trap of thinking that I, I need to fight this. Yeah. It's actually the opposite. I need yeah. to stop fighting. And submit. And submit. Surrender. That's right. That's I right. have to. And and I was that, that person, you know, you talked about, you know, the, the privilege that I get to run sober living houses. I mean, first of all, that you can see God in my life so many times Amen. through my story. Um, you know, the reason I get to do what I do today is because of him and he has directed my life the whole time. Yes. And now I didn't see that until I stopped, uh-huh. stopped fighting. You know, I had to take direction and I still, I'll be the first to tell you five years sober. I still take direction in my life. I still do not make that? any major decisions in my life without talking to to someone else that I trust. Did you hear that? Because you're always in that process of That's healing. Right. That healing, oh, let me stop. Let me tell you something, Crystal. I gave myself goosebumps before I even said this stuff. I literally had to acknowledge the power that I'm getting ready to put on this microphone. <laughs> <laughs> I did. It, this process right here is not a destination. It is a journey, a lifelong journey. I wish I had a praying church. I wish somebody under you. Boy, let me tell you something. I just dropped some knowledge. If you think that you're going to get past meth and it's a spot that you get to and it's finished, you are wrong. If you think that you're going to get to this spot and you're going to be done working on alcoholism, you are wrong. This is a everyday process and a journey that you will be going through until God calls you home. And in that process, if you prepare yourself every day and do what this man, do what this man is telling you right here. Yeah. Christo, you may not be a magician, but you're performing magic today, brother. <laughs> you are throwing you pulling rabbits out the hat for those people who are willing to listen. Amen. Well, we have to take direction. It's the hardest thing. Yeah. You know, what what big misconception that I had early on too is that drugs and alcohol were my problem. They weren't my Ooh. problem. They were my solution. Okay. Christo. I'm the problem. I'm the problem. My, my problem is, is 
I let things like anxiety, depression, insecurity, I let, these, I let these things overtake me. Amen. And I can't handle it. I don't know how to handle it. Amen. So that's why I use drugs and alcohol. I used to use drugs and alcohol was to live life. It was wow. my solution to live life. And, and what I had to understand was that I, that doesn't work anymore. Yeah. It, it does not work. And not only that, it's going to kill me. Yes. It's going to kill me. It's going to take me away from everything that I love in my life. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm either going to end up dead or in, or in prison for a very long time That's if, right. if I go down that road. Now, there's another option that I have here. And what's I can, that other option? I can work on myself. I can find a new solution for my life. Yes. A new solution for things like anxiety, depression, you know, um, insecurity. So, so some of the things that I've done work on myself, you know, for insecurity, I do positive affirmations. Okay. It feels feels real strange, but I'll I'll give myself and look at myself in the mirror and give myself confidence Amen. in the morning if I need confidence. Um depression, you know, I go out and I do uh I do two things, two nice things for somebody else. I'll make two phone calls. If I'm feeling depressed, make two phone calls of people that I may not even be good friends with, but I have on my phone. Okay, so let me back up here. Let me give this a second. I got my man Zerbatron in here. Zerbatron, I'm gonna do a positive affirmation on myself. <laughs> Congo, it's the movement with Mongo. And let me tell you something. Your swag is interstellar, interplanetary, off the chain, and off the Richter scale. Nobody does a better podcast than you. Voila. You know something? I like this, Christo. <laughs> this is fabulous. I think I'm going to do this more often. <laughs> <laughs> It really does work, and it'll feel odd. But if you're uncomfortable, here's the here's the thing, though. If you'll make yourself uncomfortable, you're going to grow. I love it. You cannot grow being complacent, sitting in a nice little safe little place, Absolutely. not doing anything. Absolutely. If I want to grow, I have to. Yes. I have to get uncomfortable in some way. Amen. You know, and making those two phone calls when I don't feel like talking to anybody. Amen. Is very uncomfortable, but it, it it sets the direction of my day in a, in a different direction. Uh, and let me let me piggyback that because you just said something. First of all, I'd like to stay on the positive affirmations. I think I could do this all day, Crystal. <laughs> but since we don't have all day, th- what you're saying right now is something that I've heard one of the your coworkers say, Chelsea. Yeah. Uh, when she's come out and talked at our facility, that's one of the things that I want to emphasize to those who are listening right now who have family members who's dealing with this and who may be dealing with this themselves. Getting uncomfortable. When you're dealing with addiction, what I've yeah. seen a thousand times over, nobody wants to truly submit. That's what you've already said. Yep. Surrender. And then feel that uncomfortability of giving in to the the resources and the help that's there, therapy and so yeah. on, medications and well, which is is confusing to me and I, of why I took me so long to struggle with that. Yes, because the solution is there. The solution for our lives, if you struggle with drugs and alcohol, I mean, and pretty much anything in your life, there is a solution for it. Amen. Well, no matter what you're struggling with. And and my thing is I don't know why for eleven years I was so hard headed, yeah. trying to to figure out my own solution when there's one already there for me. Amen. And I don't know understand why I was fighting it for so long. You know, I, I thought about it and maybe I was I was too immature, too young, I wasn't yeah. ready. Um, you know, you you take something like that away from me, and I I remember thinking, well, how can I have fun? How can I be sober and have a good time? I'm in my mid-20s. I hear that um, all the time, Christian. Yeah, yeah. I hear that all the time. And and one thing that I've had to 
figure out for myself in my in my own journey in recovery is you know what are some things that i like to do you know i i still see counselors today um i have mentors that help me through this process and one of the hardest things for me was figuring out what are my hobbies today yes what are some things that intrigue me that i like to learn about so i always challenge everybody um you know, if they're if they're in recovery or not, you're just looking for a new direction in your life. Amen. Find something interesting you'd like to read and get yes. reading on it. Find Amen. something. Find get a hobby, and more importantly, get a hobby and learn more about it. Yes. You know, get, really set a set time for yourself to to learn more about it and to to basically set that schedule to that you fulfill that need to be happy. Absolutely. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to add a piggyback on that. That feeling of missing out, I don't know how many times I've heard that with young yeah. people. Yeah. You know, when you're dealing with an age group from 15 to 25, I'm going to say, oh, it doesn't matter what age it is nowadays. Yeah. When you feel like you're not in that party scene and the party scene, the happiness is going to get high or to feel that certain way, it is hard for them to pull themselves away. And usually yeah. it takes something that I'm going to ask you about right now. It takes an overabundance of loss. Yes. How much loss did you have before you had to say, I can't do this anymore? <clears throat> I, this is just me. This doesn't have to be every single person's story. Amen. I did. I literally had to lose everything. I had to lose my relationships. I had to lose hope. Uh -huh. um, the The last thing that left me was hope. That was wow. the very last thing because my mind will lie to me and say this is, things aren't that bad. I can still get out of That's this. That's right. But, you know, I remember sitting in jail. I was detoxing in, in in prison, and I still would would lie to myself and say, you know, it's okay. Everything's gonna be fine. Yeah. And it wasn't until I lost hope that was the biggest thing for me. Um, what about the I don't house, want the car? Did you lose I lose, you I lose everything. I lost where Did I was ever, living. Were you ever on the street? Yes. yes. How was that? Again, uh, horrible, but I was able to lie to myself. You know, I, I remember thinking, didn't have a place to live, nothing like that. I remember thinking, well, I don't have any responsibilities. I don't have bills I have to pay. This wow. is actually kind of nice. And wow. I would believe it for short periods of time until I would get extremely uncomfortable. And then I would, you know, make that call to my family. And I would make those promises. I'm never going to do this again. The promises. Yes. Right. Yes. The promises that I love to make over and over and over again. And then when I didn't follow through, I love to make excuses Amen. of how I couldn't follow through with my promises. You know, one thing that has really changed for me today is if I tell you I'm going to do something, I do it. Amen. If I give you my word, I'm going to do it. And, yeah. and for me, it's those, you know, what seem to be little things is the difference between me staying sober and not. Wow. My word has to mean something. You know, we talk about, uh, and I don't want to get into it a, too much, but um, really spiritual principles, learning to live my life by spiritual principles Amen. has changed my life. Really? The first three things <sighs> I had to learn to do, get honest, mm -hmm. have some faith and have some hope. I had to get that hope back <laughs> that I had lost. Crystal, you gonna have church in here? I had to. I had to. I had to get honest. I, I'll tell you right now, the hardest thing for me, and I told you what kind of person I was. Yeah. The hardest thing for me was to be truly honest, not just with you and everyone else, but with but myself. With yourself. Amen. With myself. Stop. You know. Stop believing the lies. You know, one half of my brain's lying, the other half is buying it. You yeah. know. Um, I hey, had to. Brain disorder disease. 
Yeah. That's exactly what it yeah. is. A brain is. disorder disease. It is. So uh, we're going to stop real quick, and we're going to change our cameras, and we're going to come back, Krista. Okay. All Sounds right, good. Brother.